emergency? Ah. Yeah. Period. I just want to be skinny without working out. You're telling me. I'm pretty much starving myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've just like come to like really find out now that like you and I, we basically work out every day now. I'm really starting to understand that it just takes up too much time. It takes up a lot of time. I don't have the time to work out. Like by the time I'm done working out and then I got to shower and do all this stuff, it's two hours later, three hours later, it's nighttime and I have nothing like I can't get anything else done. Who's going to wake up at four in the morning? For the people that do that, you're a psychopath. No, you're a sociopath. What's wrong There's with no you? way. What's wrong with no one gives a fuck either. You know so how you many days in a row we have said up. that we're going to wake up early? And we're like, yeah, if I wake up, I'm going to wake you up and knock on your door. And you're like, yeah, if I wake up first, I'm going to knock on your door. And we're both silently in our bed <laughs> hoping that the other person does doesn't knock on our door. <laughs> honestly what happens because my alarm goes off and I'm like mm, and then I sit there for a minute and then Same. as I'm sitting there trying to listen then I close my eyes and then I gently and then it's a wrap you know what the fucked up thing is when you wake up early and then you go back to sleep that is the hard sleep like that's the sleep that like it's hard to wake up oh from that God. one no it is it is you know it's crazy the other night um I had to wake up at four in the morning um and if you know you know and- <laughs> walk of shame (laughs) and like um but like so the alarm went off and I was just like okay I'm gonna get up in a second and it was so hard for the both of us to get up and that was like the most comfortable oh man falling asleep I have ever felt it was so comfortable (laughs) that I like you know sometimes you dream during that time oh yeah worse because then you don't and they're so vivid too yeah and so, like, the dream was literally of, like, it was, like, some dining room in some home, and the setting was so cozy. Oh, wow. That's how fucking cozy and comfortable I was. <laughs> and I woke up, like, let me get the fuck up, because if I don't, he's not getting yeah. up. Yeah. And then we're both, we're out, of both out of a job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Wow. Um, this is cocktail murder. We drink. This is. We talk about murder. I'm Taj. Um, I'm Honey. Oh, uh, if you know my Instagram name, so it's Honey Loisita. That's my personal <laughs> Instagram name. Somebody is going around <laughs> following people that I know or don't know, whatever, mm-hmm. on Instagram with the um, Instagram handle Honey Loisita69. Ooh, spicy. Um, for the showdown that's going to go on in the next two days. <laughs> um, yeah, with someone else's nudes and videos, whatever. And so I just want to say it's not me. Please report Are it. you sure? I did my due deals. Oh, I'm positive it's not me. The last time I said Because sometimes, like you know, if you make like an, an OnlyFans, but you don't want people to know you have an OnlyFans. Right. So you're like, oh, it's a fake page, but it's really you. And not somebody asking me, like, hey, before I follow back, is this you? <laughs> like, really? Really? Um, yeah, before I follow back, is this you? So annoying. I was like, no, That's it's not That's really funny. funny. I know, right? I was like, really? They're but like, low-key. hey, I just want to make sure these are going to be your nudes yeah, before I, I follow this page. You know what? When I saw the fake page, of course, like, I was stressed, right? Because, you know, when I get stressed, I break out into hives. So I got a hive <laughs> on my lip. I'm such, sounds so nerdy. <laughs> 
but then like deep down though i was kind of flattered i was like yeah oh, it's, a, it's flattering yeah when you get a fake page oh, made of you use my face and it's a sexy it's one it's, it's like a sexy one like hey, yeah come see me first month is free <clears throat> And my <laughs> first thing, month yeah, is free. Said, the first month is free. Um, and uh, <clears throat> here's the thing. Um, I'm at a place physically where I don't feel comfortable <laughs> with my body. So I definitely wouldn't <laughs> be taking nude photos or sending um, videos out like that. So that's just, funny. Whatever. Hilarious. Stuff well, you should on. be comfortable with your body because you look amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> you got some news today. I got some news today. Dude. We all got some news. You came by my news. desk and you were like, have you been watching the news? Right. I'm and like, no. And you're like, dude, it's everywhere. actually DM'd me it. <clears throat> um, nice. And so here it is. I have it noted down to talk about. That's so funny. The first thing I opened was like, you know, because we're trying to transform our bodies and work out. Yeah. It's my, my photo of, <laughs> of your body. Sports, yeah, of my body, <laughs> but it like looks horrible. It's just so <laughs> funny to me. Like, it's like, ooh. So I'm definitely flattered about that. You know what's page. so funny so about flattered. before and after pictures we see online? It's like the before picture, it's not just like a bad body, but it's like bad lighting. It's like no smile on your face. You're hunched underwear. over. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're granny like, panties. Yeah, the and then the after is like, it's all like golden hour. Yeah. And you're like in a beautiful pose. And it's like, it it's like just so I funny. That day too. So I'm like super bloated. <laughs> it looks so horrible. It's kind That's of funny. funny. Um, yeah. So breaking news. So they think that they found, or they are claiming, who's they? I'll get into that. That they found the golden, no. Uh, <laughs> The Whoa, Zodiac, rewind. <laughs> the Zodiac Killer. Um, Dude, that is huge, huge news. That is a big deal. It's huge. And I think we talked about, like, damn, like, we hope that we live in a time where the He's Zodiac found. Killer is found. And I think this is the time. And he is um, the most, like, yeah. white, regular-looking so guy ever in the world. So uh, he goes by the name of Gary F. Post, um, a group called the Case Breakers. Um, which is a team of like very um, experienced investigators. Some people They're like private investigators. Yeah, some people were like in the military at some point in mm. their life, and whatever. They just kind of come together and crack <clears throat> cases. And this, they mm -hmm. have been working on the Zodiac Killer for so long, um, and came across again Gary F. Post. Um, so uh, I'm just gonna read a little bit of how they know they. There is um, talk about DNA testing, um, mm -hmm. but it from the time that I read it, which was like three hours ago, it wasn't necessarily confirmed. Um, but one of the biggest evidence that they are releasing now is that the Zodiac Killer um, at a few of the crime scenes, there was um, like paint. Mm -hmm. So splatters of paint and substances <laughs> so as random. evidence. And Gary Post was a painter and so when they raided his like place or whatever mm -hmm. um they found the same type of paint splatter on his stuff like his watch wow. his like on his things um gary has died in 2018 so yeah, that was like actually gonna be my next question like what what did they raid like his belongings but if he died in 2018 i'm yeah. gonna assume his belongings have been gone 
super gone for sure. So, but I don't know. I don't know. But they mm -hmm. could have cracked this in 2018. Yeah. You know had what I mean? Like, they yeah. They could have suspected probably, him since then yeah, and everything yeah. probably just wasn't conclusive until now mm -hmm. um and i think that's what's going on and so finally they're coming out and saying hey this is the guy and once again um it could be different tomorrow but as of like three hours ago like with the dna testing mm -hmm. i think they're sending it off like they're actually <laughs> like in the middle of testing right mm. now but everything else is kind of like this is the guy yeah like, no this is well, I'm excited yeah. to get confirmation oh my God. on that. I'm so fucking excited. It's not going to be as exciting as the Golden State Killer because, like, he was still alive. Right, right. And this motherfucker, I'm sorry, but I will never get over the video of him hopping up Yo, on tables in because, his jail cell. Because not him showing up in a wheelchair, croaked <laughs> Like over, he was ready to give up on life. And surveillance footage shows <laughs> that this dude was hanging outside of his window of his jail. <laughs> just yeah like so oh you can not only walk you can jump you can hop <laughs> what the hell is you this hop, so yeah that was parkour. definitely exciting and if you guys don't know the yeah. golden state killer case when they finally caught him that's what started cocktail, cocktail murder, murder sure. um but like yeah to this though is really exciting to hear yeah. this is the zodiac killer has been going on for decades oh my god it's been a whole era yeah <laughs> it's, it's so eras. crazy and yeah. a lot of people that are into true crime they were introduced by the zodiac killer yeah. too and so yeah i'm i'm really excited to get confirmations yeah. on stuff like that yeah. like i was reading some articles too and it name, yeah you know, it it, it like, sounded like oh. they're pretty sure yeah I think, that this is the guy I think so what it is is that i think they're getting permission on what they're able to release oh yeah so say, they're probably like say, okay yeah. we can release this evidence and we can mm -hmm. release the name at least mm -hmm. but let's wait on releasing x y and z i think that's i wonder if is. this guy has any family and stuff oh, like I'm sure he does. yeah because the golden state killer like he had family yep. mm -hmm. he had a whole family which is how he was caught his daughter basically. and grandson lived with him yeah um i just how can you keep a secret and have a whole that family huge. live with you and be a grandfather and supposed to be this role model but knowing that you fucking went on a killing spree yeah for a really long time for a really long time yeah I, that's wild. Uh, wild i cannot wait to get the details of yeah, this for sure it's, oh crazy yeah. I need to. I want to rewatch that movie now. <laughs> I know. Actually, I watched it a couple weekends ago. Yeah, yeah you said that. Yeah. yeah. Watched it a couple weekends. Ooh, Jake Gyllenhaal. And uh, what's his name? Robert Downey. Oh yeah, Robert Downey. Jr. That is that's my baby daddy right that's there, girl. He is so that's fine, and he just gets better man. with time. Oh man, there's this movie that Jake Gyllenhaal was in on Netflix. The Guilty. Yeah, I watched it. I only watched it because it's Jake Gyllenhaal. I like how – no, I don't like how they did it. I like the concept of it. I didn't watch the whole thing. Okay. I started to fall asleep on it. I fell asleep on it the first time and then revisit it the next okay. day. Okay, okay. Um, and also <clears throat> after revisiting it the next day, I think I fell asleep. I don't remember. Oh, I did. <laughs> I napped, but then I woke back up and I caught on, and then it was the end of the movie. Well, to, like – I like how I, – I, I like what they – did like the storyline right i hate how they ended it there was so See, much I more that they watch the end. okay there was so much more can i spoil alert sure because um yeah you can Are spoil you it okay because uh and I'll, I'll tell you why after after you tell me okay um what so spoiler alert if you want to watch that skip this part 
So basically, he's like in the nine one one air operator. Yeah, he's an operator. Department. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess he had to take some time off because uh, this is kind of a spoiler reveals later on. But mm-hmm. he, as a cop, he killed someone. He killed a boy that was like trying to get away, and so he was sent down to that department basically. Oh, okay. And got he it, was on it. trial, but he's still he was still able going to, to trial. Work. I made it that yeah. far. He was going to trial. Yes, he was going to trial for that anyway. So he was on the phone um uh with a, a victim mm-hmm. of a lady where her husband had supposedly kidnapped her um and um left the two children at home mm-hmm. um and then it so happened like it gets progressively gets worse um and then the little boy the baby ended up being like dead as fuck like no way that, oh, like it, so it, and you know you can you're so we don't see what's going on everything but you can is hear through it. yeah literally the perspective of the operator yeah that's what it is i didn't know that well i i was but. really um i was like giving jake gyllenhaal's flowers because i was like yeah. damn this is no. one long ass monologue yeah. like he that's is doing very is. well yeah, and that's why. And, like and again, and I fell asleep like it. on it because whatever. But well, because it it takes place in one setting, so that gets yeah boring. You know. Well, here's another reason why I fell asleep on it. There is a movie that Halle Berry is the star of. Is the yep. star of which is the, the exact call. same movie. It's called the call. Oh, I, yeah, I think it is called The Call. Yeah. Yeah, she's a 911 operator. In yep. this case, it's a little girl that gets kidnapped, yep. and she's in the trunk of a car, and yep. she it's in the perspective okay. of the 911 yeah. operator. So, And the only difference is she wasn't a cop. Yeah. Um, and so she is – yeah, she's just on the phone and yeah. she's trying to help the police find yeah. this car that's driving on the freeway that yeah. has this girl in mm-hmm. the trunk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie was actually Intense. incredible. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, I do want to so, watch so 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 good. So that's why I didn't really have the most open mind with this one because expected. I'm like, dude, Halle Berry had, fucking killed that movie. You had that expectation already, for right? Her. Exactly. And I just um, I don't like when Hollywood keeps remaking the same movies. The I'm same so over it. Um, I do want to say, though, the biggest spoiler, though, of The Guilty is that the mom who contact who called the, mm-hmm. whatever 911 she was actually the one who killed um, the boy the yeah oh, okay. and she was like, she kidnapped was, like was she actually kidnapped or no not really the dad basically um he took her in the car to bring her back to this like mental facility that she broke out of or something like that so it was like a whole thing oh, and okay. like towards the oh, end kind of interesting it is so that yeah. part was very interesting and then she said something so they were talking and she was getting free and jake was like kind of like guiding her how to like get free from this guy and she's in the back of the car and and he's like is there a brick he's like when he opens the door hit him in the head and whatever and her husband is just trying to help he's trying to help and then it gets to the point where they're talking jake is trying to calm her down and then she goes um then she starts talking about what happened, an argument. Then there was a fight. And then she said, and then um, the baby, Oliver is the baby's name. Oliver uh-huh. was crying. He started crying because he had snakes in his stomach. And he, the snakes wouldn't stop hurting him. So I had oh. to cut him open and get the snakes out. Oh, and that's when he like, realized she was And he was like, crazy. oh, shit. And then he looked at, like, the, you know, basically the area that she was in and realized that they were near the mental hospital. So, oh, like, it was, it's okay, whole, maybe. I, maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll finish so it. it. That's very good. interesting. It was good. I just wish that 
there was like more to it when I of course when I first watched it I didn't think that it was just going to be that you know through the perspective of an operator I didn't yeah. think it was going to be one setting but like I mean it, it was good it was good you know? I will watch it you know I I'm not a big fan of spoilers but spoilers don't deter me from watching movies same. especially no, with all of that that's how it, it sounds good yeah. so I will take your word for it. Yeah, I will yeah. go and so watch I, it. Yeah, it's it's good. I it's 50-50. I recommend it, but I also don't recommend it. Got it. <laughs> you know I mean? Got it. It's one of those. Makes sense. <laughs> um, should we should we do you have anything else you'd like to Um not uh right now. There was something that I didn't want to discuss, but I think that we should uh wait maybe until next week um during our belligerent it does have to do with the young lady maya who went missing and her body was found and you guys uh the person that uh murdered her was her own um building maintenance yes um and so i i didn't want to just skip over it because we don't have a lot of time in belligerent and i wanted to give it its own section Mm -hmm. and um really like Get into that and and, and get into the cases of like, once again, um, black and people of color missing Mm -hmm. uh, bodies that are missing for so long. Mm -hmm. And it just seems like nobody is really doing the due diligence Mm -hmm. on finding them or they're finding remains, but then the remains are just sitting there not being identified. They don't know where they're going. Right, yeah. exactly. So, yeah. um, so yeah, we'll save that for another time. But I did want to say rest in love to that yeah. young lady. Oh, Condolences so to her oh, family. Yeah. Oh, so so pretty, beautiful. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. just, just so full sad. of life and fun yeah. and mm-hmm. um and yeah. and yeah, so sad. Yeah, so yeah, okay. we'll we'll get into our stories though. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I am going first this week. Okay, I'm going to tell the story of Ashley Zhao. Um, This is actually a trigger warning because this does have to do with a child. Um, And you know, these are really hard cases to get through. These are really hard cases to listen to. Um, I mean, these all are, right? But when it comes to children, it's always like, dude, like, women and children should be off limits you know especially children should be off limits because they're freaking innocent and right um but unfortunately there are absolute evil people in this world and um and these cases do happen um so yeah this is the case of ashley Zhao, and i got my information from a really dope podcast and it's called monsters um and it's really good their second season i think it's just one guy actually um but his second season he is talking about filicide which is when a can you tell me a filicide yeah no (laughs) (laughs) it's when a parent kills a child and there are many um like different categories of it there's like like the reasoning like it's because um they're trying to get back at their spouse that may be trying to leave them or there's another reasoning that's like um like munchausen's syndrome when you purposely make your child sick um yeah yeah it's like yeah so many different kinds but 
so that's what his second season was about and so when i was listening to his podcast i was like oh my god like it just got the the stories just got better and better sadder and sadder of course but better and better he's like really good so if you guys have a chance to check out monsters uh i got it on youtube so he was he was really good okay oh and he does a lot of like 911 calls and recordings oh my gosh that shit like makes my heart like beat so fast but it's like oh my gosh hearing their voice and like shit like that it's crazy Okay, so Liang Zhao and Mingming Chen, they were a married couple that owned a small Chinese restaurant in Ohio um, called Ang's Chinese Food. Yum. I love Chinese food. That sounds so good. So good. That sounds so good right now. Right. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, I was in Ohio, and one night uh, they made a call to 911, and it was around 8 or 9 p.m. in January of 2017. Liang, the husband, um, and he, they were parents to two, daughter, to two daughters, Jojo and Ashley. They called 911 to report their five-year-old daughter missing. In the 911 call, which will be posted once this episode airs on our Instagram at Cocktail Murder, he explains that he and his wife, Ming Ming, saw her sleeping inside of their restaurant. They went about their day while she slept, um... Which is like normal for kid for like kids whose families have restaurants. Like I see it all the time during the day. And I don't know if it's like an Asian thing too, but every time I go into like an Asian restaurant and it's in the middle of the day and they're like dead, there's like nobody um, there. There's always like a kid sleeping in a booth somewhere or like doing homework at one of the tables. True. So True. that's just like one of those yeah. things. Okay, so, um, yeah, they went about their day while she slept. Liang even left briefly to go pick up their daughter from school. Um, But at some point, they realized that Ashley wasn't in the place that she had fell asleep in. They began looking for her and figured she had walked out the back door because it was open. But after five hours of searching, they still couldn't find her. And that's when they called the police. I just like could not imagine losing my child. I remember long time ago when we were living in Mira Mesa, there was a lady um, and she was knocking on everyone's door on the street because she couldn't find her son. And so like she was like searching frantically for her son. Um, I if I'm rem- if I remember correctly, I think their front door was open. And so he had wandered out the front door and like they just could not find him. So again, she's knocking on everyone's door knocked on our door we're like we're sorry we haven't seen this little boy that she was looking for it was really scary and to be honest I don't I can't remember if he was found or not um but I know obviously we all kept an eye out but but we didn't see him hopefully in Mira Mesa right that's so crazy for those of you guys for the for those of you guys (laughs) truly gets to you when you're on an empty stomach <laughs> for those of you who don't know like about Mira Mesa or just like this town in yeah San Diego, San Diego <laughs> yeah it's very suburban yeah so very more, yeah our street suburban. our street was very quiet everybody on. was like old people that yeah. kind of lived on there yeah. it wasn't yeah and, so you know, for the most part neighborly like we knew our neighbors yeah you know? yeah exactly like, exactly yeah. wow so yes um 
Yeah, so they could not find um, her at all. Uh, The police arrived almost immediately and began helping them search for their five-year-old daughter, Ashley, who was wearing a purple coat and gray leggings. They searched the neighborhood and um, all of the other businesses in the strip mall. So they basically did the same thing, went door to door, was asking everybody in the neighborhood. There was a small wooded area nearby. So they went and they looked in in the wooded area. Um, they searched the family's restaurant thinking that maybe she had climbed into a small space and got stuck. Um, and the search actually grew pretty big overnight as locals had heard about the missing girl and wanted to help. So by the morning time, like there were hundreds of people searching for this little girl as well as a police search party. And anybody that heard about it was just like, there is a five-year-old girl missing from her parents' restaurant. Like, she needs to be found. So it was really dope that they had that help, you know? Um, okay. Eventually, though, at around 5 p.m. the next day, Ashley's body was found. When the body was found, it was automatically clear that she didn't just go missing because she was found concealed inside of the family's restaurant. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so since she's a minor, and earlier I was telling you, dude, I'm trying to find this one piece of information that I cannot find. Um, Since she's a minor, there's a lot of details that were, like, not completely released. So all we were told was she was found concealed inside of the restaurant. Yeah, we don't know exactly what that means, but we do kind of have a hint towards it, um, which we'll discuss later on. Oh, man. (sighs) Isn't that crazy? So the police brought in both parents for questioning because they're like, okay, we're over here searching the whole city for your daughter and she's right here. And once again, we don't know exactly how and where she was found in the restaurant, but it was enough for them to be like, all right, motherfuckers, like, we're going to bring you guys in for questioning because this is, something's off here. restaurant. Right, exactly. <laughs> okay. They questioned Ming Ming, the mom, first, and she immediately denied killing her daughter. Not denying if, her, like, making her daughter go missing or anything like that putting her daughter anywhere concealing her daughter anywhere she immediately denied killing her which was already weird because they were like ain't nobody said nothing about killing her yeah (laughs) Yeah. i mean we found her body yeah she still could have been kept away right exactly right so it, that was already weird. So um, they kept questioning her and interrogating her. And eventually she broke down and confessed. Shut the fuck up, dude. No. Girl. Okay. So she said, okay, you know, I wrote this out exactly how she said it, but I'm not going to do the accent because... <laughs> I think that that's right. We're not that right. Yes. I'm one only episode. one truly in. <laughs> we already have one episode that was a bit much, and I don't even remember. I, just I don't remember. I don't remember either. what it was. I just know it was much. <laughs> We're not going to go through Oh my gosh. Okay, so you guys, this is a Chinese woman <laughs> with a very thick Chinese accent. Okay, I'm just going to say it exactly how she said it, but not how. Yeah, I'm yeah. just going to. Yes, quote it. Okay. She says, (laughs) okay. She says, 
I just kill her and she died. I told my husband, take care of it. I take care of everything in restaurant. I only have two hands. I'm not four hands girl. I didn't want to do that to Ashley, but you can't control yourself all the time. End quote. Okay, so that was her confession. And they were basically like... She just killed her. <laughs> she just killed her. And she died. She said, I just killed her and she died. That's what she said. Like, what? Do, how, how do you respond to that, you know? Like, what do you... Even, like, as an interrogator, I'm sure they were sitting there like, uh... has been open for the duration <laughs> of the whole quote. And I'm just like, wait... <laughs> What? And you know what? And, and the fact that she's complaining that she has to. Oh my gosh, dude. Okay. That is wow. That was the craziest part. And you guys, I will absolutely post this later on. And so her interrogation and her husband's was filmed. And so we can we can hear it. Dude, literally, it was like it was like almost like she had an attitude. Like she was like, I do everything for this motherfucking restaurant. I only have two hands. <laughs> she said, I got two hands. She said, she said, I'm not four hands girl. What the hell? <laughs> what the hell? It was like she was like really complaining. Like she had an attitude about it. Like, fuck the fact that my daughter is dead. Restaurant. <laughs> you do nothing. You do nothing. You do nothing. And I gotta kill. You don't know. I gotta kill. You don't know. I have to do. I gotta kill. I do it all. Girl, just like that. And you know they lived in Ohio, so you know oh, she had a little yeah. spice to her. Yeah. She, <laughs> you know she had a little spice. Absolutely. Oh my goodness. Yes. Stop it. I swear. I swear. The what's, what's getting me is the attitude. That's exactly. What's it's like, exactly. Bitch, you just killed your no, you don't understand. As as we go on with this story, you will see how detached she was. She both parents, how detached they were to their daughter. Okay, so Liang, the husband and Ashley's father, was also questioned and admitted uh, that he saw that Ming Ming was angry with Ashley. And she was angry with Ashley because she peed and pooped in her pants. He said, it doesn't seem like a big deal, but she's five years old and still doesn't know how to use the bathroom. That is up to you as a parent. That is your fucking responsibility. Hello. I'm tired of parents acting like their kid is just too much and their kid is this and their kid is that. No. They're this and that because of you. You're the parent. You're the one who's supposed to instill shit in them. You you're know, the, you're I don't to guide them. I don't have kids, but I, I do have a abortions. dog. And right. And literally like what? Like if you are a new puppy owner, you understand like that shit is like difficult. They so shit is. and pee everywhere. Yeah. And literally you have to take the time yes. to train them yes. to shit and pee in the on um, outside or whatever like yeah. designated spot you, you need them, them to do your child too when that's you what you're kid, supposed to do that's, that's why potty training is a life. thing yes yes okay so 
Yes. So Ming Ming like became so angry when she saw this. um, And he's confessing this to the police now. She bashed Ashley's head into the floor twice. Liang saw that Ashley wasn't breathing at the time. He said there was no blood and she was still... Uh, yes, she was still breathing. Yes. Um, okay, yeah. He saw that she was breathing at the time. He said there was no blood. She was still breathing, but she was unable to walk. She vomited green liquid all over herself, so Liang picked her up to wash her off. After he washed her off, she... Um, Liang laid her back on the floor. She was on the ground. Um, and she was taking deep breaths. And when I say deep breaths, like she was uh, breathing like, like, like it was kind of hard for her to take a breath, but you, but it was like loud enough. Like it was loud to hear that she was breathing. A few minutes passed and he no longer heard her taking like the loud deep breaths and he assumed that she was just breathing regular again, which means she must be okay. Um, Liang said he looked away, then looked back over a few minutes later and saw that something wasn't right with her and checked her and saw that she was not breathing. Then he checked her heart and saw that she no longer had a heartbeat. He then began giving her CPR, and he says he gave her CPR for about 15 to 30 minutes, and that's when he realized that she was gone. In his confession, he also says that he was going to call the police right away and tell them that it was an accident, but he was concerned that they would lose their older daughter, Jojo, who I believe was only a year older, so she was about six years old. Um, He thought that they were going to lose their home and their restaurant and basically everything that they've worked so hard for. Um, So with that in his head, uh, they both together, him and his wife, Um, Ming Ming came up with the plan the plan was to drive Ashley's body to the restaurant because this happened in their house or apartment or wherever they lived they drove Ashley's body to the restaurant that morning and uh, she was in the car seat and when they drove up to the restaurant he picked her up out of the car seat remember she's dead picked her up out of the car seat and brought her into the restaurant he specifically did that to carry her past two men that had been doing some construction on the building and he did that on purpose so that they would witness that they had Ashley with them that morning. Um, They laid her in the booth in the restaurant which is where she would normally fall asleep and take a nap and uh, then uh, Ming Ming went to go pick up their older daughter Jojo from school and basically the point of that was so that Jojo would come back to the restaurant and see that Ming Ming was sleeping there, quote unquote sleeping. And so if she ever needed to be questioned by the police, like, did you see your sister this morning? Then the six year old Jojo would say, yeah, she was sleeping in the booth. I saw her. And so it's like, she's, she wouldn't be lying. They wouldn't have to coach her on anything type shit. So they're like putting this whole plan together. Like they're really trying to cover their asses. Um, so yeah um yeah so uh sorry where am i okay so 
from there they ran the restaurant um as if she was napping and they did this from 10 a.m to 7 p.m ashley was dead in her booth quote unquote napping from 10 a.m to 7 p.m while the restaurant was open, I'm assuming with customers coming in and out, um, and once again, them just running the restaurant like a regular restaurant, like their daughter isn't dead in the booth in the back. Like, that's just crazy to me. Wow. Um, okay. Sick. Sick. Oh my God. Sick. Later on, Liang hid Ashley's body, and this is where I say we'll discuss later. Um, he confessed that he hid her body on a top shelf in a container in the restaurant's walk-in freezer. So I am assuming that that's where the cops found her and that's where they said that she was concealed. They said that the, that uh, he said he put her body in like one of those um, like busser bins with a lid on top. So that's what I'm assuming where the police found her. Such Un- a baby. Such a baby. Seriously, he said that they put the lid on um, so that it wouldn't smell. Like he's telling the police this. He's telling them this. He's confessing their entire plan, what they what what they wanted to do, and what they did do. Um. So yeah, so sad, so sad. I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. Okay. Then he said that. Um, Basically, he thought he was going to get away or they thought they were going to get away with this. But because they thought the police like they were going to call the police and maybe like two cops were going to come. They were going to ask some questions and then they were going to leave. And then that was going to be that like they're, they were going to find a way to get rid of the body. And then they'll just forever be the couple that had a missing child that was never found type shit. But remember, when people found out that their daughter was missing, the whole neighborhood came out hundreds of people came out and it turned into a huge search party they had police all over looking all over the place and of course they were questioned like crazy um and so that really made Liang nervous and was like i had no idea that it was gonna be this huge thing and so that's why he was able to come and confess because he's like whoa, I just thought it was going to be something quick and it was going to be over with and then that was going to be that. Okay, when, um, yeah, when he called the police, he thought there were, that there were only going to be a couple of police officers. They were going to file the missing persons report. It was all going to be over within the next, like, week or so. Um, he planned that when the police left, him and Ming Ming really discussed this in a lot of detail. He said that they would either burn it <gasps> bury it or throw it in the ocean is that quote is that like um um well this part is the quotes like burn it bury it yeah. and throw it in the ocean and that was very significant and really shows how detached they were because he was no longer referring to their daughter's body as our my daughter our daughter or her or she they were referring to her body as it we were either gonna burn it we were gonna bury it or we were gonna throw it in the ocean it's almost like even detaching themselves from her is also them detaching themselves from this horrible thing that they did. exactly so from the entire situation itself like let's put it away exactly and then he said 
but we weren't exactly sure what we were going to do. Those were our three options, but we weren't sure because once again, they discussed this in full detail, the wife and the husband. He said, we weren't sure because if we buried it, then there was a possibility that um, animals could come and dig it up. If we threw it in the ocean, then it could wash up to shore. And if we burned it, it could be a huge flame and somebody could see it and we could get caught that way. And so once again, like it's like they planned this entire thing out, which honestly makes me believe, makes me think that maybe this was premeditated. Like they didn't kill, like it wasn't that she was an abusive mother and like hit her too hard and then and then she died. Like it kind of sounds premeditated at this point. Exactly, regardless, they wanted to get rid of her. Um, yeah, okay, so then he began defending his wife, Ming Ming, um, saying that she is a good person. He's like, she's a good person. I wouldn't have married her if she wasn't a good person. It's like, it was crazy. Um, he said that she was having a hard time when Ashley was born and they were really busy with the restaurant. So they sent her to go live with her grandmother, his mom, until she was four years old. Mind you, Ashley is five years old and she lived with the mother until she was four years old. So they hadn't even had her for a full year. They did not even have their daughter for a full year. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. At the least, like, a year. At the yeah. very least. Like, it, it's just, I don't, it's just crazy. So, um, so, yeah, he said that Ming Ming, um, oh, yeah, when she came back to live with them, Ming Ming kept getting more and more frustrated with her because she was having problems he kept saying this over and over she wasn't potty trained he said she didn't know her last name if you asked her if she was a boy or a girl she didn't know if she was a boy or a girl and it was like little things like that that really just comes down to like the parent talking to your children or talking to your child and yeah teaching them and educating them of course she lived with her grandmother but it's like okay you get your daughter back and your mother or her grandmother didn't teach her these things so guess what as her parents now you have to right now you have to teach her these things as her parents but instead of teaching her you're literally getting angry with her and abusing her because she does not know because nobody taught her and is clearly not taking the time to teach her Okay, so he was asked when the abuse started from Ming Ming, and he said it was about one month after she came back to live with them. So there was no time spent, clearly, before she started being frustrated with her over things that kids do, you know, like over normal kid stuff. Um, the craziest part, though, once again, is that he kept saying over and over again in, in his interrogation she still wasn't potty trained. She was five years old. She still wasn't potty trained. So that was like the ultimate like thing for them for some reason. And not really Liang, but mostly Ming Ming, the mother. Like it was like every time she soiled her pants, Ming Ming would like go fucking ballistic on her. Wow. And eventually it ended up her killing her, you know, over once again something that a kids child, do yeah, a child being a child yeah 
Oh, it's so crazy. Wow. And once again, it's like, it's fucked up because he's not like, I'm so sad. This woman who is my wife killed our daughter. He was like backing her up. Like, yeah, I know she shouldn't have did that, but she was five years old and she wasn't potty trained. And it was like, what the fuck that got to do yeah, with, with anything? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So anyways, both parents were arrested and placed in jail and charged with murder, two counts of endangering a child, tampering with evidence, obstruction of justice, and gross abuse of a corpse. Yes, yeah. all, all of that. Yeah, all of all that. Of all of them. All of them. Um, okay, so Ming Ming had an interpreter at trial. Like, oh, now you can't speak English, bitch. All of, all a, of sudden. a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, sure. And it's crazy. She has a really strong accent, but Liang, the husband, sounds like straight American. Like, yeah, it's like he has no accent at all. Um, she took a plea deal that dropped her charge from murder to involuntary manslaughter and was sentenced to 22 years in prison. What? <laughs> what? Right. Yeah. 22 years is not enough. Lady, you killed your daughter. You need to... Right, exactly. However, they found out that she's not a legal citizen of the U.S. and she will be deported back to China once her sentencing is complete. Oh my god! So Personal she's not gonna have a good life. Yeah, like, no, there's, there's just no way. There's, yeah. there's no way she's gonna do 22 years, get deported back to China, and then like live yeah. this wonderful. No. Like, no, there's no way. Especially heard the child killer. Yeah. Like, imagine going back to your country and they're going to welcome you with open no. arms. And even, like, the family out there, they, and they'll know what she did. Right, like, exactly. You know, you know, right. I hope she's alone out there. Uh, 100%. 100%. Um, Liang Zhao, the husband, took a plea deal. This is pretty fucked up here, too. Um, a plea deal, and his murder charge was dropped because he testified against his wife. Um, which is crazy because, like, damn, nigga, he's supposed to be my husband. Right. <laughs> and, like, I, and she, like, I confessed. <laughs> I do. I only I have do. two hands. <laughs> <laughs> only two. I'm not forehand girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's the crazy part. Like, um, yeah, it, it's just, it, I, when I read that, I was like, oh, my God, he really did. Because when you hear her interrogation, she's like, yeah, I kill her. Yeah, but with him, he's like, yo, th we did this, we did this, we did that. Like, he was going in, yeah. like, telling everything. Right. So, anyways, since he testified against his wife and took a plea deal, he was sentenced to 12 years in prison for the rest of the charges against him. Um, and then the older daughter, unfortunately, her name is Jojo. She was placed in the system um, because they didn't have any other family members to take her in. Um, I saw somewhere that Ming Ming tried to plead, uh, like insanity, and then the judge was like, No, bitch, no, <laughs> definitely not. You're crazy for not that bitch, right? So, yeah, that is the story of Ashley Zhao. Jesus, crazy. And I want to say, like, and I please forgive me because I'm gonna sound ignorant only because I'm from California and America. Um, <laughs> that like, wasn't there a law like a long ass time ago in China where like if they had a daughter or something like that? Yeah, it's like communist China or yeah, something like that. Be rid of it or something like that. Yeah, so they, it's still if they like that. that. Like you're only allowed maybe, to have one kid, maybe two. And maybe that's why they were just kind of like super detached. Especially they had two daughters. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? It was like after the first daughter, I was like, okay, I'm in the 
second daughter was kind of like all right yeah it was just clear that they wanted nothing to do with her in the first place yeah No, seriously. I'm definitely gonna check that podcast out though for sure. Yeah, it's called Monsters. He's really he's really good. I was surprised by not surprised, but yeah. Um, okay. I am going to talk about the Twitter killer. Oh shit. Um I'm just reading my notes. Oh yeah. So um this is one of those stories where unfortunately we talk about the killer and not the victims Mm -hmm. but i also want to highlight um that this is indeed the twitter killer and this is more of a modern way and recent way of killing so it's kind of one of those beware type of stories for sure and be careful um because we're so used to serial killers who um um, you know the outdated serial killers, mm-hmm. right? Who all, you know, some in which we know still got away with it, right. but um, and we think just because we're so techno technologically like advanced that like they're not out there today, but right? They are, mm-hmm. so absolutely. I just to say that. Okay, so we're gonna take a trip to Japan, and as we know, this is a very advanced technological country. Japan online would also be the hunting ground for Takahiro Shirashi. Takahiro was known to his neighbors as very shy and polite. He wasn't necessarily socially awkward as he always made conversation with his neighbors, but he was seemingly friendly. There were certain behaviors that he engaged in, however, that was questionable. Takahiro and his childhood friend would play a game where they would choke each other out until they passed out. And okay. I guess, you know, okay, so knowing that this is like, a ser- so Takahiro is obviously the fucking serial killer. And like hearing this, it's kind of like, oh yeah, like that's weird. That's odd. But honestly, well, remember yeah. as a Gen Z and as a millennial, there was a challenge called the Pass Out Challenge where you would hide. Oh, you don't know that? Oh, wait, I don't know that one. I was going around and you would literally like hyperventilate and like, for like 30 seconds or something like that and then the other person next to you would push like apply force to your chest and you're like against the wall and then you pass out yo people are weird yeah and we just become so desensitized yeah seriously Uh, well i i was gonna say now i don't remember that challenge specifically but i remember back in the day we have brothers and i remember back in the day they would wrestle and put each other in these chokeholds until they until Until one of them passed out and so it wasn't yeah it wasn't like we're gonna make each other pass out but it was like i'm gonna put you in this chokehold till you pass out out. yeah because they were like wrestling and like stupid like stupid stupid boy shy yeah Yeah, exactly yeah so it's like so of course that was brought up but i also want to bring up the fact that it is kind of normalized you know for shit like that stupid shit like that all the time Yeah. yeah So, um, although he was deemed as friendly, Takahiro quickly got into a horrible lifestyle. He ended up working as a scout in the Capuchico district, which is known for alleys um, of prostitutes, um, to lure girls into clubs and basically get into sex work. He started off as physical scouting, then he made his way to Twitter. But it was not long before he got caught and was arrested for this in February of 2017. 
Um, and at this time, the, the, the time that he got caught for soliciting um, prostitution um, is that he was only suspended, which I believe basically is the equivalent to like being on parole. Oh, so okay. it's not like he got locked up. Yeah. He just got in a little trouble. Exactly. Because he didn't go to jail. Um, and in fact, he was uh, only unemployed. He found himself jobless. So <laughs> <laughs> got it. So the same year of 2017, um, he was likely bored. Um, therefore, he got back on Twitter to start talking to people who was very outworldly about their depression um, and or outwardly about their depression and suicidal thoughts. Huh. And I just want to say this, um, that uh, and I'm about to get personal. I remember there was a time so stupid and funny and whatever and sad. So there was a time where I was fucking depressed. Right. Mm-hmm. And like, I just felt like. Like, there was nothing that could have been done. And I went on Instagram and I was like scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. And um, there was this uh, page, this like inspirational page, whatever, spiritual page. Mm-hmm. And I was like liking all the shit because I felt like it pertained to me. So the person who ran the page DM'd me and was like, I want to choose you for a reading and blah, 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 stuff like that. Oh, right? shit. So I was like, yeah, like, this is what I'm looking for. Like, this is what I've been praying for. Um, but it cost to two hundred dollars oh my god i i took the bait and so i paid two hundred dollars but by the grace of god it did not go through on paypal because it was a fucking scam oh my gosh and they had a great following it following and they were actually impersonating another person um talk about fake pages right right um another person who um basically like was an actual tarot card reader but the fake page had like one extra letter in the name oh i've seen that before that it's like what's real what's not like you can miss it you know so anyways i just want to say for the people who are like it's okay to be like vulnerable and like if you're on social media and you feel like there's no other outlet then Mm -hmm. that's fine but also like beware because there are predators out there oh my gosh who will take advantage of your vulnerability well there there's a scam right now too Mm -hmm. the craziest thing and it's happened to a lot of my friends their instagrams are getting hacked and whoever is hacking the instagram is messaging people saying hey like i'm i i need your help please send me 80 dollars and you think like this is my friend this is somebody i know and so they're getting sent all this money but it's really somebody taking over yeah Yeah. so if if you have an if somebody if whatever one of your friends is asking for 80 dollars let them know text me call their real number don't, yeah, yeah don't do it on dm text me or text them first yeah. and be like yo is this you don't send it because i haven't fell for it because i've seen the scam on twitter oh, because man. some of my friends have literally their pages have been hacked and so oh and they can't tell anybody on instagram because no. their page is hacked so they're on yeah. twitter like hey do not send money yeah. to my instagram so anyways yeah that's that another thing so going on beware there are absolute predators there out in the world and they do not care at all Mm -hmm. and what's funny is that when i dm'd that fake page i said something like um 
like, dude, you're fake. Like, this is the real person. Like, you're right. not the real. Like, you know, I almost fell for it. You almost got me. That was funny. almost. Yeah. And then they said something like, "Girl, if you can't afford it, then just say that." Like, it was like, oh, hell no. You're going yeah. in on me. Like, I tried. The PayPal declined it. Bitch. But it's like, <laughs> Im- imagine if like the money did go through and you're out two hundred dollars and you feel worse about and yourself I'm just, like, Dude, now i'm an ass now i'm depressed and, and an, i'm a depressed idiot a depressed like idiot what kind now. of shit I'll is this less than I had in my <laughs> yeah no it was yeah be careful guys. yes just please be careful. yeah um okay so uh takahiro's twitter handle was at hanging pro he would tweet things like, quote, if you cannot help yourself, then I can help you. Um, he built a substantial following, basically promoting himself as a professional hanger. Um, mm. So when I first read this, I thought to myself, okay, so he sold services like rent a friend type thing. Um, that's what I think by hanging. But no. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm, what's a hanger? Hanging meaning suicide. <gasps> Wait. To hang yourself professional hanger hanging pro was his twitter handle he would connect with people who were suicidal and he promised to help them kill themselves oh my god and sometimes he said he would kill himself with them (gasps) two um sorry oh yeah and he also sorry I, i lost myself um he also uh felt and other people felt that perhaps he was kind of like some sort of like spiritual leader mm. guiding the transition oh my of gosh their life of people who just simply did not want to live anymore right the victims were all female first of all what a dick isn't that crazy like Talk these people that, of the oh my god that is so so sad um the victims were all female with the age range of 15 to 26 years old <gasps> with the exception of one male who was a friend of one of the victims takahiro would give the victims alcohol tranquilizers <gasps> and sleeping pills and then he would rape them <gasps> so they would go see him mm-hmm. oh my god so they gosh. met up with him they would go to his apartment um some of the victims he spent time with others he just killed yeah um but yeah he would give them uh basically things so that they can slowly fall asleep oh my and that's how they would die it would kind of be like a sort of a peaceful suicide right Mm -hmm. um but it wasn't um after they have died he would cut the flesh off the bones (gasps) and throw it in the trash then he would sprinkle cat litter to mm. prevent the smell from fermenting. Who what, the fuck what is What would this he do guy? with the bones? He would just keep the bones. And do what with them? Just keep them? Just keep them. This guy is sick. There were a total of nine victims. Um, nine people. This nine-person killing spree lasted from August to October of 2017. Wow, that's that short of a time period. Yeah. The police was investigating one of the missing cases of a 23-year-old woman. Um, they checked her social media and came across her Twitter where her 
uh, where she tweeted that she wanted to kill herself mm. um, and uh, to find someone who was willing to die with her. That's what she tweeted. Oh, wow. So I don't know what y'all got going on. Okay. Y'all have some other shit, bro. I hope you guys are okay. Like, really? No, I, I think Japan is like the highest rate of like suicides or something. I don't know if it's the highest, but it's really high. Um, her brother Whoa. actually logged into her account and found interaction with the username HangPro. Oh, gosh. A decoy was set up with a young woman um, who reached out to HangPro, Takahito. Mm. She met up with him at a train station as the police tailed them. When they arrived back to Takahito's place, the police knocked at the door and found a white bag that belonged to the 23-year-old missing victim of the oh. case that they were working on. Oh, wow. Investigators. Oh, one more thing that I like to add. The 23-year-old victim, um, this was the same. So the one male victim was the friend of the 23-year-old. Okay, got victim. it. Wow. And I think the male victim was actually like, he like tracked her at the apartment mm. and the, the uh, what's his name yaka takahito killed him oh so he didn't commit suicide no. oh wow investigators asked takahito about the woman's whereabouts the 23 year old woman's whereabouts and why you know he has the white bag right and takahito pointed at the cooler in his kitchen <gasps> investigators immediately searched the place to find arm and leg bones <gasps> Nine heads placed in toolboxes and coolers. Excuse me? <laughs> Girl. Okay. <laughs> I'm so, whoa. With a total of 240 bones that were stored in his apartment. I have no words. You. Me. <laughs> you. Me. Oh my gosh. This is nuts. Before Takahito was indicted... In 2018, he underwent nine months of psychiatric tests. They found that he was mentally stable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he knew exactly what he was doing. Yeah. Prosecutors wanted Takahito to be sent to death, but the defense asked that he would be charged with murder with consent because his victims knew and mm. asked to be killed. Yeah, that's, that's difficult. Takahito said consent didn't matter to him, though. And that he would have killed him anyways. Oh, well then kill this nigga. What the fuck? He killed a few victims without their verbal consent. One of the victims, and this is him, like, talking. Mm -hmm. One of the victims actually asked to go out to eat instead of, like, actually dying right away. And he didn't, like, he just killed her. Mm, immediately. Yeah. Wow. Takehiro also said. Like, it. like, I would, I mean, obviously he's not, like, he's completely mentally stable that they found him to be um but it's like it's like one thing to think in his head thinking okay well i'm gonna help this person this person does like no longer wants to be on this earth they can't take it anymore so i'm gonna help this person go out in a peaceful way right. not saying that that's okay but the fact that he was like well i was gonna kill him anyways it's like 
that's two totally different stories, you know? Yeah. Like, now it's not consent anymore. No, now no. it's, no, you're just trying to kill people and you're just luring luring them yep. to you. And like, he said that that was the easiest way to lure his victims to him. It was easy. He said it's easier to, I forgot what it was verbatim, but he used the word manipulate. He basically said it was easier to manipulate someone who was depressed. That's mm-hmm. what he said. Evil. Straight evil. Um... Takahiro also said that he was ready to accept the death penalty and asked the court to hurry up with trial. Oh, this, so he was a dick. Like, he was an asshole. Absolutely. He didn't give a fuck at all. Are you sure this nigga ain't crazy? Right. What the fuck? That's, that's wild. He apologized to the families of the victims who he actually spent a lot of time with. And as for the victims where it was a quick kill, he said he has no regrets. Oh my god. He said if he was never arrested, he probably would never regret this killing spree. <gasps> yeah, so what the fuck? Um on Like this- he wasn't even making money off of this. Mm-hmm. That, exactly. So I don't know. So you just wanted to kill. Wanted to wow. So on December 15 of 2020, Takahiro, at the age of 30, was then sentenced for the death penalty, which in Japan is death by hanging. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? (laughs) Wow. Um, But yeah, and there was a um, a quote that I don't have, but one of the victim's fathers said that he was upset that he got death penalty because he asked for death penalty and you're giving the killer what he wants. And like you and I have talked about so many times that like we want them to sit there and suffer with the fact that Mm -hmm. they had done something so inhumane yeah like this guy like you they just need to put him in a box isolated never touching the outside of that box ever again in the day ever again for the rest of his life he does not deserve to be killed because it's way too easy it's just way too easy he clearly doesn't care he clearly does not mind dying so why give him what he wants? I'd be I'd be pissed off too. That's yeah. not justice to me. He needs to die a very slow and painful death. Yep. Um, but yeah, so that is the story of the Twitter killer. Yeah, that is wild. Yeah. That's I, a crazy yeah. story right yeah. there. And again, it's one of those things where it's like we're so used to the old outdated stories, which yeah. is like you know, you still be aware of that way of killing, but also um we, this is a modern this time. Is, yeah, technology you know, nowadays is a I bitch. Mean, I know that there was a story going viral. Um, I think it was like the beginning of this year. And um, I saw it on TikTok a few times. And it was of this girl who went on a Tinder date. And oh, yeah. Her, and we hear this all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you, then you have like the grinder killer, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, so it's just there's so oh, many. Oh, yeah. The, the online dating apps are very well known yeah. for, for murderers. And not even just online dating apps. Social media is a hunting ground. And, and just like this guy, it's like feeding off of vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. It's like it's so easy to pinpoint those people especially on like dating sites especially on social media it's so easy because we're living in a generation too where we're putting everything out there pretty much i don't care what anybody says they could say they could they could say oh social media is just a small snippet of my life but like it's enough right like people to gather information yeah exactly to commit 
fraud. Yeah, <laughs> right. Honestly, like, it's so enough. you do have yeah. to be absolutely 100% careful because once again, the the second you post anything that's like, you're not in the best of moods that day. That's an easy breeding ground for people yeah. like this to come up and be like, yo, what's good? It's yeah. an easy breeding ground for someone to say, hey, let me give you a reading. Yeah, I have a reading. It's, it's, oh man, so crazy. Like I noticed you like the quotes of like my depression. Like it's like, oh, right. they noticed that I was being vulnerable. Exactly. And so they took advantage mm-hmm. of that vulnerability. So that you just, part. you gotta be fucking careful. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crazy stories, crazy stuff. This is Cocktail Meta. You hit it here first. Yeah. Um, hey, when, when's our live? Is it next week? <laughs> I bet you it's not. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's between next week and two weeks it from now. It is two weeks from now. It is? October 20th. Okay, October 20th. Yes. Guys, 7 p.m. PST. Be yes. there or be square. Be there or be square. Um, and yeah, make sure you check out our mini episode this weekend uh, with our trivia games. Um, and follow us on Instagram at Cocktail yeah. Fucking Murder. Um, and let's go ahead and cheers it out to the next meta. Yes. Clink, clink. Clink, clink. Goodbye.